Nice to finally see you out of eye, man. I feel like you've been ducking me my whole time here in AEW. What's been good? Skirt, mm. skirt! Swear, swear, swear. Garments! Okay, now I'm done, dude. You can talk. I'm just kidding. It's my turn. Shane Strickland! Swerve! Look at you, man. See, a lot of people don't know this. We got a big history. Me and you, we used to do these long car rides on the road every single week when we were trying to make a name for ourselves on the independents. And now look at you, man. All grown up! All grown up! The boy done grown up. All the momentum in the world, beating some of the biggest stars this company has to offer. Man, I'm so proud of you. However! <laughs> see, I haven't been ducking you, boss. The reason me and you have never made eye contact in this place is because, unfortunately, there's levels to this shit. And you're just not on mine. And to make matters worse, I don't hear your theme music. Your theme music isn't on, therefore, neither's your star power. <laughs> it's funny you brought up those car rides back in the day, bro. They were amazing, right? You remember that? I hours through the night, Ohio to Jersey, it was magical. You were the best chauffeur I ever had in my life. Some of the best sleep on a road trip I ever got. That's because of you, thank you, man. Matter of fact, let's go back to the interaction between you and William Regal years ago. Yeah, like, didn't he bring up an email about a tryout that you just failed at and couldn't do it? Turned you to the whiny little bitch champion that we see today? Yeah, <laughs> you're right. There are levels to this. You do tryouts, I sign contracts. And be careful how you talk to me. Oh, because the last person that did I hung him outside the ring in front of 13,000 people by a chain. Mm. Solid monologue, bro. Hope everybody is enjoying the last few days of the year, enjoying your holidays. This is the Top of Wrestling Podcast. I am the Professor Mark Fantasia. Welcome you back here like we are on every Wednesday. And look at this week's show be a little bit different. And I'm excited to have this all put together for you guys. So first, you're going to be hearing, as we told you last week, a lot of Old sounds, old bumpers, but we're also going to have some comps. We're also going to have some great hidden tracks, movie quotes, and a little Christmas, belated Christmas present for you guys. A hidden track that no one has ever heard before. And I'm excited to get into all that. Before we do, um, ODM is off this week, and we're going to be back in full force next week for the beginning of the year. But... Before we do, I wanted to give a quick little update. If you do decide to actually watch Dynamite tonight, it actually seems like it might be an okay show because it is going to be the semifinals of the Continental Classic. Somehow, this kind of works out a little bit, I guess, but it's going to be in a triple threat match. Swerve, John Moxley, or Super Mox, as well as... Ah, oh, goddamn, who's the third participant? Uh... Uh, Jay White, my apologies, brain fart. But the second 
semifinals match is going to be Eddie Kingston <clears throat> taking on Brian Danielson. And I had actually said I wanted the finals to be Swerve and Kingston. And the, the finals are going to take place this coming Sunday at World's End. Or this, yep, yep, uh, Saturday. The the finals, I hope, really can be Kingston and, and Swerve. Let's hope that's the route they go. It'll probably be Danielson and Mox knowing Tony Khan. On the same day, now they have about 8,000 tickets sold for that event, and it's live on pay-per-view. On the same day, on the 30th, WWE is running a show at Madison Square Garden, and it's going to be headlined with CM Punk making his WWE in-ring return, generally 10 years, or over 10 years, and it's going to be against Dominic Mysterio, and that has sold 15,000-plus tickets already. It's not even televised. Fantastic. Says so much about the state of wrestling and where we're at right now, but as we always like to say on this show, it's good to be a wrestling fan. Previously released talent, so you got Ziggler, uh, Mustafa Ali, Shelton Benjamin, uh, Mansoor, Elias, all those guys, Flop Dalla, uh, oh yeah, Flop Save My Life Dalla, all these guys are now able to wrestle anywhere they want to, that 90-day holding period is finally up, and one of the first things that was announced is Riddle, on January 6th, will go to MLW, pretty much the only place that would want to work with him, I'm assuming. And he's going to be continuing uh, fighting with more of the uh, NOI family, which is you know another Bloodline family member. You got Jacob Fott, too. Eh, I'll check it out. Don't really care about it, but we'll check it out. So in case anything, it's worth seeing. We can relay that back to you. Uh, funniest part of the week, I would say, is that Hulk Hogan gets baptized and dedicated himself to his brother, Jesus, brother. Okay, sure, get right with God. Hmm, just weird. But hey, one thing that I can say is it is a fucking Christmas miracle somehow. The Bills made it into the playoff picture. It was a little ugly uh, this past weekend, but hit the music. The Bills make me want to kick your heels up and shout. throw your hands up and shout. throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the Bills are making it happen now. Stand up now, come on and shout. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, hey, All we got left is the Pats and the Dolphins. Let's see how it goes. But, again, we do have uh, World's End this coming weekend, December 30th, headlined with MJF defending the world title against Samoa Joe. Hopefully we're going to find out who the devil is. Likely not. We have that Continental Classic Finals. <clears throat> uh, the women's title will be on the line with Tony Storm defending against Rio. Great. Uh... The no DQ TNT title match between Adam Copeland and Christian Cage. You have the FTW title on the line with Hook versus Wheeler Yuta. And the TBS title is on the line with Julia Hart defending against Abaddon. What the? F this is not a good looking pay per view. I can tell you 
We'll not be buying that one for sure. But let's do one of our normal sounds. We said this week is going to be some sounds you get to hear, some throwbacks. Here's one that we do every week. Just bring it, bitch! Oh my god! Okay, so I'm going to be kind of stealing ODM's thunder this week and going to take over one spot, which is his bring it to the table. So I'm going to do two this week, but don't worry, ODM, it's not going to be long-winded. One of them. I got to tell you guys, next week we're going to have the awards, which is going to be great, talking about all the nominees we talked about last week. It just so happened that we had exactly 32 matches in a contendership for match of the year. Likely, you know, 30 of them, you're like, eh, it's definitely not going to beat some of those main contenders, but it was worth a shot to see how this would work out. Since that is of tournament quality number, the professor took some time and put together uh, a double elimination tournament because I wanted to make sure that it was, you know, if it gets stacked up against another match and just happens to lose, you know where I'm going with this. But I got to be honest with you, did a double elimination tournament and the two matches that made it to the finals are the exact matches I already had in my head that were going to be in the top three. Very, very excited to talk about that. We have the awards next week. Top of Wrestling are giving out their yearly awards as to what was good shit and what wasn't. My second bring it to the table this week is, man, you know I said I was going to do it on the 22nd. And damn it, made sure we went right away to watch the Iron Claw. I will not give spoilers, and I do not mean that in any funny way, because, you know, we know the history. But I'm going to say they did a very, very good job. I'm sure a lot of people have already read the reports, and this isn't necessarily a spoiler, but they did not focus on one brother, which is Chris Von Erich, which is uh, fine. Look, at it. There, there was enough tragedy in the movie as it was. I don't think we needed to add any more. The runtime, I believe, it was just about like two hours, 17 minutes. Felt like it. But uh, it was fantastic, and uh, I, I I think everybody did a really good job. Fritz could not have been any more spot on. I learned a couple of things, actually, about them as well. And again, not going to spoil anything in case you guys had the chance to go to the movie theater or when it hits some streaming platform soon. Great movie. Hope you guys enjoy it like I did. Now, this week's top topic is the best of Top of Wrestling Sounds. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for... Best there is, the best there was, and the best that there ever will be. Hold two, arm bar. So does rule. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Hold three, the moss-covered, three-handle family credential. It's me, Austin. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the questions. I did it for the rock. This week's top topic. You know something mean, Gene? John Cena. Wrestling's not fake. The Rolex wearing what? Diamond ring wearing what? Kiss stealing. Woo! Wheel and dealing. What? Limousine right. What? Jet flying. What? Son of a gun. Woo! Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. If you smell. 
following ranking order and final decisions are a completely bias-based order, based off The Professor and ODM Made It. And as always, they like to let you know they have not worked in the business, but have been lifelong invested fans much like you, our listeners. With not only their opinions involved, but with countless amount of hours of research done each week, they make sure to provide proper facts and history to back it up. However, they do know that your opinion may vary from theirs. If there is anything you want to chat about, bring to their attention. If there is something they missed or forgot, or you just want to let them know they are out of their freaking minds, feel free to shoot them a message on Facebook or Twitter, or email them at the top of wrestling at gmail.com. As always, they do appreciate all feedback and continued support. At the end of the day, they want to make sure that you do see the best of the best before you die. And now, this week's top topic. Oh, baby, I'm excited about today's top topic. Look at we've been doing this show for several years, and we try to make each show better than the last. And I would say that is the case when it comes to our production, the sounds that we put into this show. And sometimes it's to entertain you, mostly, probably just to entertain ourselves. This week, we're going to be going over some old sounds, some hidden tracks, some great compilations. Uh, one thing I am going to let you know right now, just so you know where things separate, in case you are a little newer to the show and you didn't get to hear some of those old school sounds, you are going to be hearing our segue riff, our guitar riff that we've used very often on this show, and that's going to separate each one of the, the sounds for you, just so you have a heads up now. But on to some of the OG sounds of the top of wrestling. Good shit. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm going to have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs> I want to be a podcaster. Yay. His mother named Kenta. I'm going to call him Kenta. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cotton. Oh my God, mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick. What kind of game is it? War games. Let a war. War game. You are impressionist. I have, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Fuck Nia Jax. Fuck you in that storyline. You went with Joey Janela? Yeah. He has that face that I just want to fucking punch. He's the dollar store version of John Mox. For the first ever promo wars, we are it's flipping a-, a nail file. How many times has the Bucks dropped their pants? You laid there and just let them just shower you with their wrestling matches. Bark like a dog. <laughs> oh, 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 jinx. Holy shit. How did that actually happen? Here we go. Can't win the world title. David Arquette won the world title. He can't believe it. He can't 
throwback. You know, not only that, we also have some things that you've heard pretty consistently on this show, but we have some some great fun sounds, ones that we always like to throw in just when the timing is right. Like these. Bro, Dusty's my, he's my mentor. Nobody in the whole building but us, Nightwing. Wing. Eh? It's Night Wing. Really? Huh. Guess I was thinking of that goofy mullet you used to have. Yeesh, that was like a whole decade of bad hair days. This is such good shit. All right, class, take your seats. It's now time for the Professor's Wrestler of the Week. You know, a lot of people think history is just facts. It's just information about the past, but not me. Because I know that's the popular version of what went on there. I know a lot of people like to believe that. I wish I could, but I was there. I wasn't here in the classroom, hoping I was right, thinking about it. Well, pussies like you were back there partying, putting headbands on, doing drugs, the following announcement has been paid for by the Top of Wrestling Podcast. Fuck the Bucks. Stupid, 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 stupid. Do I have your attention? Ladies and gentlemen. We at the Top of Wrestling would like to apologize for the unexpected interruption. We are experiencing technical difficulties and expect to return to our normally scheduled podcast momentarily. one of the uh, things we like to do is at the end of each season we were having fun and uh, making some fun compilations of how that season turned out well since we're in the never-ending season five who knows if we'll ever get another one of these comps like this again but here are a couple of personal favorites some great throwbacks for you some compilations of the top of wrestling we've done four already but now we're steady and then they went one two three four did you happen to see Drave Maverick really had to pee on command? Did you ever read I that? I did. Article? I did, yes. Yes. How far would you go for your job? I don't know if it would be that far. That's for damn sure. You're so high you don't even know it. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm a boy. You ready for a scotch ad? And he likes it to be strong style. Just like my porns. Take a break. All right. Oh, yeah. Pisser time. Oh, yeah. Beef jerky time. I don't know what that means, but good luck. Benoit, enjoy my wife. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> Whatever, fuck off. <laughs> I think your dad and my dad should go bowling together. You should get these nice cases. That boy has some nice cases. You could probably talk to him, find out where to get them from. 
I should go out and buy like as many of the kids ones as possible. You know what I mean? Like the toy ones and get like a bullshit case and put them together. Oh, dude, that's awesome. You know, you know what you could do to make it even better? Just get a bunch of like wire hangers and just hang them from those. <laughs> no, even better. Dude, go to the closet and flip through them like there's shirts or something. Take five. I'm going to go uh, work the other half of those Oh, okay. I got scared the way you paused after saying work the other half of them. Like, he's got a chub or something? Or This was such an exciting conversation that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got to work on the timing, bro. I know. That's why I wasn't happy with it. Like, do you ever notice that white guys walk like this? <laughs> and black guys walk like this? Hey, what's up, brother? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm going to make them all by paper like I used to when I was a kid. Just make a bunch of fucking championships. <laughs> I'm not bullshitting you, man. I got stinking shit-faced on the drive back. Jackie left me, and that son of a bitch over there keeps telling me to do the podcast when he knows I'm shit-faced. Anybody throws me against the bars, I'm going to piss all over myself. And cough. And I mean... <laughs> and clap. <laughs> Choking on your chicken nuggets over there, brother? Yeah, pretty much. Choking on the nuggies. Now, the top 50 Big Show turns as a top topic? (laughs) No, that requires way too much effort. Coming in at a tie, all number one. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, there you go. He's going to deflower her in the tie. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's delayed. Do a clap thing. Three, two, one. Alright, hold on. Wait, how'd that go? I'm not doing it again. <laughs> I was like, uh, kids? No. <laughs> Recruiting for a dream? No. <laughs> ass to ass. Speaking of pests, isn't it funny how people are like, oh my god, Kenny Omega, he wins every match. Oh my god, they push him so much. <laughs> Same fans who are like, oh, Roman Reigns, oh my god, piss on my mouth, I love you. Alright, <laughs> go. <laughs> Did you ever happen to see the time that Tiger posted like 15 pictures of her on that group? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've seen Jesus him. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. Tell I've me about it. I've seen him. Yeah, like that's that's why I chose Big E. <laughs> We'll get there. You gotta nail it. Well, I, I always um, gotta nail it, man. That's the thing. It's not the size that counts. It's how you use it. No. no. <laughs> A chastity belt? That's going to chafe my willy. Three, two, oh, one. Up to it. Gotcha. Kfabenews.com. Trusted source for all your wrestling news. It's kfabenews.com. I'm walking away, and Jake goes, you're a dumbass. I go, I know. She's like, nah, she was talking to the dog. Oh, my God, that's funny, because the other day, Hillary goes, ugh, stop licking your butt. And I go, I didn't know you could see me. I knew she was talking to the dog. <laughs> I was going to say, I figured you actually probably liked the uh, volleyball scene. Probably looked like Jim Duggan digging the tape out of his crotch. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta stretch my legs. All right, yeah, sounds good. You know who can't stretch his legs? Little Chris. He's in a fucking wheelchair. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Now that's how you fucking transition. That's how you transition right there. 
You want to say something nice about the deceased? Well, how do you know he was nice? We don't know anything about him. The only thing he's got in his wallet is a bunch of names of whorehouses. <laughs> and I was like, that's flair! <laughs> I stutter clapped. I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot. Him post uh, cerebral palsy. You didn't, you didn't see what I was doing? I was pinching the left side of my face. I was. It looked like you were holding a uh, like when people do mics on the side. The rest out of my face. <laughs> you just did stroked out Jr. <laughs> Good wrestling day to you. It is. Wednesday. Oh, fuck, I messed that up. <laughs> hey, keep this up. I'm gonna grab another smoke. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, dude. I have one issue. One Kamunas earlier. It's an anecdote, oh, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny <laughs> shit that happened to you while you were in the bathroom. Oh my god! You know what? I used to like Todd Pettengill. Now, fuck him. The man who ooges, oozes. Oh, I gotta try that again. I can't say ooges. Let me start over. Ooges. He was such a bad motherfucker. He oozed. That was always after. Alright, I'm gonna <laughs> Jesus. Dead in a year. Ah, yeah. I'm sorry, Ahmed. <laughs> I have Prozac. Never meant to take so much at once. <laughs> now I go. lay here dead upon the couch. Okay, now you went too far. And you know what? The, the whole match, the doll just had a shocked look on its face. My transitions this week, this smooth like butter. Was that an actual transition? Oh, no, we're taking a break. That was just me saying that to you. 30 motherfucking years, like a phoenix. You didn't have to be interacting with people. Yes, yeah, exactly. You know, like talking into a microphone for like two hours. Yeah, you know, things like that. Like that, like that specifier. Did I tell you that uh, uh, Vinny at the concert got uh, some chicken nuggets offered to him? I say, yeah, I took the plate and I ate them. What do you think? Fuck it, I'm clapping. Three, two, one. Doc's Log, podcast episode 18. If you're listening, hell! That was the third. You had Louis Anderson, Meatloaf, and the Buffalo Bills uh, season. <laughs> that's, that's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll clap in three, two, one. That was a weak clap. Yeah, I gotta set the blunt down to do this. File that one under blood shit, too. Oh. That's what I was thinking, Jitterbug. That's what I had in my head. Close, but but I know what you mean off. now when you said freeze frame. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Donations. I thought this was a track. <laughs> saying he's fat. All right, all right. Let me. <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up. I wasn't sure where you were going with that. What the fuck is wrong with you? I've dealt it with enough incompetence today. Well, we were in Amsterdam. And we got prostitutes, and we said we were too scared, so we brought them to the fair. I'm disabled. <laughs> Holy shit, that is... That's my favorite episode. Why do you think that towel's standing up on its own like a teepee? Why is that? When you said I'm a little behind, I go, I don't know, I think it's actually pretty good size. <laughs> Working on the dad jokes, I see. This is bad, man. I wanted a jacuzzi when I was a kid, I had a fart in a tub. Maybe it's true Joe has a one-track mind But it's hard to concentrate with a brain that's like mine I, She looked me right in the eye and go, you're a lazy twat First words that came right out of my mouth Twat flew right out of my mouth, no problem It was so natural You lose, I lost family and friends and blah 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 You were doing it wrong 
takes a glass pipe and a little bit of vodka, man, and a lighter. I don't know what the fuck you were doing with your life. Then I want, again, then I want to do the Kevin Spacey thing. I want to do a thing where, well, what if I throw in a lawsuit where you guys didn't promise to you know, stay here? Right. <laughs> Especially Greg's wife. Look, man, sometimes I just throw them in the air and hope that the, the pan catches it. If it doesn't, it sticks to the wall. I don't. Do you try to catch it in the pan and see if it sticks to the wall? <laughs> yup, yup. <laughs> I've just been throwing a whole fucking pan at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, what you do to your hair? Just let <laughs> soul glow. And Jenna Jameson is there. <laughs> Titties and STDs for days. Do I know songs in my head? Sure. My name is Peaches, and I'm the best. All the DJs <laughs> want to feel my breast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Two-bit operation we were running here. I say what happened. Somebody crashed their cow into a telephone pole. I expect you to. It was funny after you left. Xavier and Vinny look at me, and they go, Daddy, smelled like it at the garage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I can't wait. Yo, the way you're laughing, Jesus. <laughs> Get it close. I got to see it. First and foremost, it's at his house, so I don't want to go. For Tiger's birthday, it's a costume party. It was pretty big. It sure, sure was. was. All right, that went too far. Um, I'd say let's edit it out, but it'll just end up making it into the hidden track, so fuck it. Might oh, as well whatever, just keep it yeah. here. The Top of Wrestling presents At The Movies with ODM. Bruh. You know how popular I am? I'm so popular. Bro, everybody loves me so much at this school. You sure are, pal. Okay, bro. Join us as we take a trip through cinema history, covering all the emotions of the silver screen, like shit-talking. Is he right? Because I know that's the popular version of what went on there, and a lot of people like to believe that. I wish I could, but I was there. I wasn't in a classroom hoping I was right thinking about it. I was up to my knees in rice patties with guns that didn't work, going in there, looking for Charlie, slugging it out with him, while pussies like you were back here partying, putting headbands on, doing drugs, listening to the goddamn Beatle albums. Oh! Oh! You better pray to the god of skinny punks that this wind don't pick up, baby, because I'll come over there and jam an oil right up your ass, baby. I bought a suit. You seen it. Now it's covered in mud. This town doesn't have one hour cleaner, so I had to buy a new suit. Except the only store you can buy a new suit in is got the flu. Got that? The whole store got the flu, so I had to get this in a second-hand store. So it's either wearing a leather jacket, which I know you hate, or this. So I wore this ridiculous thing for you, you Jezebel. I'm gonna save your heads off with my dick! Yeah! And blood's gonna come out of your head. There's nothing you can do about it because I'm a madman! Hey, yo. You ain't shit. You just like your daddy. You don't do shit, and you never are gonna amount to shit. All you do is eat, sleep, and shit. And words of wisdom that still ring true today. Bro, your revolution is over, alright, Mr. Professor? Condolences! The bum's lost! My advice? Do what your parents did. Get a job, sir! The bums will always lose. You hear me, Professor? The bums will always lose! I'm not Andrew Dice Clay. I'm Enzo O'Murray. Bro, Dusty's my mentor. It's easy to grin! When your ship 
comes in. Woohoo! And you've got the stock market beat. But the man worthwhile <laughs> is the man who can smile yeah? when his shorts are too tight in the seat. Woo! Yo, they say all men are created equal, but I say stupid is as stupid does. Randy, I'm sitting in the swing that you made for me, and I just want you to know you don't kill people you don't know. That's a rule. And who doesn't enjoy a good love story? I was in the Virgin Islands once. Met a girl. We ate lobster. Drank pina coladas. And at sunset, made love like sea otters. 1993. <laughs> it's good shit. You know what? I am a man who will fight for your honor. I'll be the hero you're dreaming of. We'll live forever knowing together that we did it all for the glory of life. Sometimes in the heat of passion, the little head tells the big head what to do. And the big head should think twice about what you're doing. God, I'm Irish. And we've even included adult content. Well, I guess I, I deep down, I'm feeling a little confused. I mean, suddenly... You get married and you're supposed to be this entirely different guy. I don't feel different. I mean, take yesterday for example. We were out at Olive Garden with Chavo for dinner, which was lovely. And I happened to look over at a certain point during the meal and I see a waitress taking an order. And I found myself wondering what color her underpants might be. Her panties. Uh, odds are they're probably basic white cotton underpants. But I do think maybe they're silk panties. Maybe it's a thong. Maybe it's something really cool I don't even know about, you know? And uh, I started feeling... What? Well, I, I thought we were in the tree trust in the nest, were we not? Let me tell you what like a virgin is about, okay? It's all about a girl who digs a guy with a big dick. The entire song is a metaphor for a big dick. Like a virgin is not about a sensitive girl who meets a nice fella. No, no, no. That's what true blue is about. No arguing about, about that, okay? Let me tell you what like a virgin's about. It's all about this goose who's a regular fuck machine. Oh, yeah. I'm talking morning, dead night, and afternoon, okay? Dick, 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 dick. A lot, okay? And then one day, she meets this John Holmes motherfucker, okay? And it's like, oh, baby! I mean, this kid is like Charles Brunson in The Great Escape. He's digging tunnels! Now she's getting this serious dick action, okay? She's feeling something she ain't seen since in forever. Pain. Pain, okay? It hurts her, it hurts her, it shouldn't hurt. You know her pussy should be like bubblegum by now, okay? But when this kid fucks her, it hurts. It hurts like it did the first time, you see? And that pain is reminding the fuck machine of what it was once like to be a virgin. Hence, like a virgin. Oh, yeah! The warrior says she made me want to go out and buy rubbers right now. <laughs> you slammed her. You dunked a donut. <laughs> you gave her a dog a sausage. You stuffed her like a Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> hey folks, I'm Nightwing. I'm black. I just had to let you know.
what? You are nothing but a dirty, stinking, low-down hyena. <laughs> Spending my days working hard on the go But the hand on the clock keeps spinning too slow I can't wait to be alone with my baby tonight You know that Nightwing and ODM are getting sick and tired of hearing me sing this week after week But you know they're liars Cause I can't wait to be alone with my baby tonight I'll sing this goddamn song all I want, it's my show Baby, it's true, Joe has a one-track mind But it's hard to concentrate with a brain that's like mine Ha <laughs> that's right, baby The Top Wrestling Podcast knows That Eldo Montoya can be just incredible and build a mock can be very goddamn humorous. I sing this goddamn song all at once. It's my show. I'm gonna tell you all with a in this is the greatest moment in my life. Talk about your psalms. Talk about John 3:16. Austin 316 says I just your ass. I'm tired of hearing you talk about injecting all of my Hulkamaniacs with a brother that'll turn them into the darkness and make them run from the light. And that's exactly what you're going to be, Ultimate Warrior, after WrestleMania 6, brother, when you find out where the power lies of Hulkamania in the strongest in the world, the 24-inch you, along with all of your warriors. How many times did I take you? Remember St. Michael's school and that teacher? That teacher was picking on you? I was only 13 years old, I went to that school, and I the teacher straight. Before I, Vince McMahon, my competition, that's right, I own WCW. Hey, you want to you're going to get one. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years, 30 years, they give him a watch in the butt and say, hey, a computer. Took your place, daddy. That's our time. My sole purpose in this lifeless world is to the souls of the unfortunate people that cross me. You fans who started booing and hissing me tonight, don't try that again. Don't try that again. I am a star, and next time I come here, I want you all to get down on your knees and and if I pass you by, it's my f- And the reason I the way I 
is because I can do it day in and day out all the time for 10 plus years. I have never, never in my career ever have been injured. Got a nice haircut, I can say that. Now when you think of the new millennium, you think of an so gigantic that it changes the course of history. You're better at than I am. And that's Vince McMahon's You're as good as Vince as Hulk Hogan was. I don't know if you're as good as Dwayne, though. He's a pretty good Always was and still is. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. I will say, uh, this right here is kind of what I promised you guys early on in the show. I have a very special Christmas gift for you all. And here's the thing. I don't even know if ODM has actually even heard this. But I was rummaging through looking around for some sounds of the top of wrestling. And I found a vault episode. And by God, it was the very, very first time that ODM and the professor got together and recorded. It was a 45-minute show. And I'll be honest with you, I don't remember 80, 90% of the things that we said. But as I kind of scanned through it, I, it occurred to me that ooh, the, the word you hear very often in this business is someone's green. Well, we were bright fucking green. And it shows. But the funnier thing is, we said, oh, wrestling, man, you have to have a character name. That's how ODM has his name. Well, the professor, that was the, the name. But you guys, uh, <laughs> you may remember, I even brought this up a couple weeks back in, in our uh, joke challenge. But I used to be another man. I used to be someone else. And uh, it's going to show in this. Not only was I green, it's a completely different person. Thank God that era is over. But... Listen to the very first recording of the Top of Wrestling podcast. Top of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Professor Rex Youngblood, and with me as always, ODM. How are you today, ODM? Not too bad. How's it going, Professor? Ready. Ready to go. This is the very first episode, the pilot, if you will, of the Top of Wrestling Podcast. Uh, given a lot of things a shot today, just going to talk about the most recent events going on in history here. We have WWE, we have NXT, we have AEW. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan, for sure. Um, and so we're going to kick it right off with uh, talking about the most recent pay-per-view, and that is just that, AEW's Full Gear. Uh, ODM, overall, what was your take? It was good. It was good. I, I almost felt like it's, it's hard to judge because, you know, WWE has, what, a pay-per-view every three weeks? 
Uh, you know, and they have Pretty their much. A shows and their B shows. So uh, with AEW, it seems that they're taking the NXT approach where, you know, instead of a big four, it's just the big four. Uh, so, you know, it certainly was uh, more grand than, let's say, uh, Hell in a Cell or, or uh, something like that. Let's not ever talk Betsy. about Hell in a Cell. <laughs> yeah, let's never, at least not this year's. So, uh, I, you know, if this is going to be a gripe and you're going to hear it a lot throughout this cast, but the length. The length, this felt almost like WrestleMania length. Now, when you look at it in perspective, you can see... How that wasn't the case. They did some things good. They did some things not so good. But overall, I think it was it was great to watch. It had highs. It had lows. Uh, I'd say both main events delivered. And um, you know, fifty bucks. That's kind of a high mark, especially when you're used to just paying nine ninety nine a month. But overall, I think it was money well spent. But let me ask you: at that nine ninety nine a month, are you getting what you paid for? If you're a deep diver, yes. <laughs> if, if you're willing to dive deep into the archives and deal with their crappy search function, although it is a little better now, then yes, it is. If you're, oh, it, I can't it, argue there. You know, I, I would say even for a casual fan just wanting the pay-per-views, yes. Touche. <laughs> so let's talk about some of the matches here. Uh, go ahead and run down the, the card that we had. All right, so the pre-show, uh, and I don't know if they announced this or not because I don't remember hearing about it until the show started. And, and just to and just to even go before that, the first half hour from about 7 Eastern to 7.30 p.m., they did a few video packages. And that is one thing that I will say about AEW is their video production team is killing it. It's WWE-level shit. All right, now granted, they do have a billionaire, you know, flipping the bill, so that certainly helps. But they do not fall flat in that regard at all. Uh, so we got some good video packages. We got one about, you know, obviously Cody and Jericho. We got Omega and Moxley. And I just want to say the Omega Moxley one. Omega says to to uh, Omega says to Moxley, "Don't act like you're not happy about this being an unsanctioned match. What are you gonna do? Chain wrestle me?" I thought that was one of the greatest things ever. Uh, See, now I actually follow right along with that. I absolutely loved that his immediate response was i'm gonna break your fucking jaw yep and i mean that's it's awesome it's 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 a great video package they it really gets you into it i mean they really it seems like they hate each other like so i I, you're absolutely right those video packages make aew on that wwe production level for sure and and i think it's important especially as we get to know some of the uh, you know, some of the talent that we're not familiar with or some people may not be as familiar with. Uh, when you can uh, produce, you know, uh, vignettes like that, I think it really goes a long way. So anyway, after that, we had uh, B. Priestley versus Britt Baker. Um, again, the video package for this was great. They talked about how, um, you know, B. Priestley injured Britt Baker in their last matchup and how everybody was outpouring support and checking in and honoring how she was doing, except for B. Priestley. And that in the business, that is not something that flies well. And the great thing was they had Taz on commentary in the pre-show, and he backed that up. So I think that was a, a good point to drive home. Uh, the match, it went 11.35, 11 minutes, 35 seconds. You know, it, it, it wasn't much. Uh, it was great because um, Britt went for a finisher like right off the bat and uh, the lockjaw. Uh, it's kind of that Rings of Saturn with a mandible claw mixed in. I really like that. Uh, you know... Uh, Britt still looks a little green. 
Um, but they went right after each other. I don't think it dragged at all. It went pretty well. Uh, I think the biggest piece that came out of this was after Britt won with the lockjaw, uh, Brandy came out with Awesome Kong. <laughs> I and, knew you could and wait to pounce I, on yeah, this. Yeah, I, I can't wait to pounce on this because what the hell is going on with Brandy? I, I've said this to you off mic recently. Brandy is going from face to heel more than Big Show. I just, and I can't deal with it anymore. I don't think she's a bad promo. You know, I have no problem without, you know, with her being a valet or a Heyman type. That's fine. Uh, especially with Awesome Kong. I, I mean, I really think that's a good pairing. Uh, but just pick a lane and stay in it. All right. Especially yeah, I, I think she's. She's definitely bouncing around with her character. I think she's actually always stayed pretty heel, though. Um, the only reason she gets cheered is the same reason Cody gets cheered. Cody has never, ever claimed to be a face. He was a straight heel when he was in Ring of Honor and New Japan. Sure. Um, and that's really been who he, he is. And if you go back and watch, um, one of my favorite matches was Cody versus... Uh, Kota Ibushi at Wrestle Kingdom a couple of years back. Yes. And Brandy played a big part in that match as a heel manager. So sure. I think she's always been that way. But, yes, the character is weird. I, I like the cutting of the hair thing. I, I feel like maybe if she starts wearing all the opponent's hair, maybe something. I don't know. I'm trying to go positive with this. That's, and listen, I'm with you on that one because, and I'm going to quote Jim Cornette at least slightly here. She pulls that knife out, and my first reaction, I almost jumped out of my chair. It's like, what is this mud show indie shit? Now, I, uh, now to be honest, I wasn't really that turned off by it. Uh, I agree with you, though. It's almost a cooler version of Brutus the Barber Beefcake. A little more sinister, uh, a little more a little evil. psycho. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And with Awesome Kong, it works. So, yeah, I got a fatal attraction inside of her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, I'll tell you what, it was, I, I think that was uh, the key piece. Of, now, again, this is important for AEW moving forward because this is what's going to drive future storylines. And let's see if they capitalize on it. The hope is that they would. Uh, and I really think Britt Baker should be involved, I think, in the women's division. Uh, she's the one that's wrestled, I think, the most and uh, seems to have the most promise going forward. Should they put the belt on her right away? Not necessarily, but that's a whole different story altogether. Oh, you know what, Ari? I hate to skip several matches in, but could we step into uh, the, the women's title match for a moment here? Sure. It's funny you just said Jim Cornette. And I, I, on this podcast, we are going to do everything we can to really credit those that we are paying attention to, all the uh, the higher professors that even I've learned from. Um, but then everybody that we do pay attention to, whether it's the Wrestling Observer or What Culture Wrestling. Um, but that being said, one thing Cornette has said is they just do not need a women's division, at least right now. Not right now. Only reason for it? NXT's women are killing you. Yep, they have a so much. They have a much better product. Um, the the feuds are way better. Um, I, I feel like as soon as Rio won the the title, everything was like, okay, she's the champion. And then Nyla Rose has been gone up until I think just this week. Yes. So their division for women is just not. It, it's not there. Focus on your guys first. I I, I love the. 
um, idea and the attitude of trying to bring in a strong women's division, but you're not there right now because WWE has a strong women's division when you have all the the original four horsewomen in WWE and then you also have um, all the NXT women. You just can't compete right now. Stay with what you have going. No, and I think especially with Rhea Ripley. Listen, the way she's come up lately, she's she's fantastic. Uh, I think she could be She'll be the one to dethrone Baszler. Yep, yep, absolutely. And I think she could one day overshadow Flair if she stays on the trajectory she's on right now. Uh, so I, it's just, yeah, I, I wouldn't have a problem if they just did a squash match. Hey, here's Riho. She's fighting a, a local jobber. All right. Let's see what yeah, you got. Yeah, just something quick. Yeah. yeah. Way too, way too long matches, uh, way too Slow long burn. matches on dynamite for sure. Um, everything goes to a commercial, every match. Yes. I mean, you do not need to do that. Now on the pay-per-view, I know that you said, you know, things went too long, I think the main events were fine. Um, title matches were okay. I think the women's match definitely went too long. But for the most part, I'm okay with pay-per-view matches taking their length. But on TV, you're right. Squash, get it over. Yes. Uh, promo package like NXT is doing. I need to know who these people are. Yep. I am tired of seeing Joey Janela every week when I want to see Darby Allen, Sean Spears, and all these other guys. I think you're you're right. They have, especially in Sean Spears' case, and we'll talk about that a little later, but, I mean, he's an established talent. I mean, not a lot of people realize he's almost pushing 40, you know? Yeah. And, and you've got... Tough. Broke into the business with Cody. Yeah, and you've got one of the original four horsemen as his manager. I don't think he's spoken once. If Doesn't it, need to. And that's the best part. Yeah. Even though he's a great he's a great voice, doesn't need to. Yeah, well, you know, we'll get to that later. <laughs> So let's round back into the rest of the there results here for back a full year. Uh, I just want to uh, take a quick commercial break. Uh, this one is for Stone Cold. Can I get a hell yeah? Oh, a hell yeah. There we go. Mark, you might have heard that as well, but, you know. Oh, no, no, no. I came across remember. loud and clear. That's how we have to start it these. Was, it was and probably, probably too close to the microphone. All right. So Maybe we should just do that in the beginning to yeah, sync up. Anyway. Exactly. Yeah, right. Uh, first match of the night uh, on the main card. Uh, was Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson versus Proud and Powerful, Santana and Ortiz. Uh, I think this was obviously a, a good way to go for opening uh, the pay-per-view, get everybody hot off the bat. A uh, few points in the match I want to go over real quick. Uh, this match I don't think went too long. I think they gave it a good amount of time. It was 21 minutes. Uh, you know, you obviously know between any match that the Bucks are going to be in, most likely, it's going to be a spot fest. And this is an instance where I don't think it was a bad thing. I think it was a great thing. Uh, there's obviously a heated rivalry there. Uh, they played off of it uh, throughout the whole match, and we'll get to that because one of the best spots of the night happened in this match. Uh, one of the things that I really liked uh, was they tried, uh, Santana and Ortiz tried a foot tag. I don't remember who the legal man was at the time, but... Uh, he tagged his partner's foot, and the ref waved it off. And and thank God, but at the same time, it's another pick-a-lane thing. Because they seem to go with these lucha tag team rules, and then but then they do something like this where, no, you can't do a foot tag. So it's like... Am I, I the just... only one that remembers on uh, Dynamite's first episode? I'm pretty sure it was Dynamite's first episode where they said... Uh, Tag team counting rules. You you have a, a ten count in the ring in here and twenty count outside. They they went over these rules pretty clearly. I'm like pretty sure it was Jim Ross who clearly stated them all in the very first episode. And now 
I don't even think half of the matches with, or I'm sorry, all of the matches with uh, Lucha Brothers, I don't think they really even tag back in now. I think it's whoever can get pinned first. Pretty much. It's almost like a hurricane tag team match. Which is fine in, in Lucha rules, but you have to stick to one, like you said. Pick a lane. Yeah, pick a lane. That's it. But uh, a, a couple spots I kind of want to go over real quick. Uh, Ortiz had put uh, Nick in a Boston Crab. Santana takes Matt with Matt on his back, almost like a, uh, not necessarily a torture rack, but you know something similar to that. And then gets on top of them and puts a camel clutch on Nick while the Boston Crab is still locked in. Amazing, absolutely amazing. That was actually one of my favorite parts of the match. Absolutely, uh, I thought that was great. There was uh, one spot where Nick kicked the ring post, uh, hurting his shin pretty bad, you know. And Jim Jim Ross played it off great, saying basically, you know, oh my God, he's broken his ne- he's broken his leg. Uh, but uh, there were a few spots where he would pull off a super kick, and it was kind of like, all right, if your leg's that bad, you're not pulling off a super kick. Now, other than that, he sold it great throughout the match. Uh, it, he even it sold it at the end of the night. Yeah, yeah, it was it was absolutely perfect. So, you know, I can't really complain on that too much. Um, there was the one part where Ortiz sold the double super kick, and he kind of did the Ric Flair, but more exaggerated, where he kind of just stumbled and fell face first. I'm surprised he didn't break his nose on that one, because he just planked forward. Uh, it was beautiful. Huge fan of, of Santana and That's Ortiz. I, I, I think they are the ones that should be up next to face SCU. You took down the Kings. You took down the executive vice presidents in especially the tag team division. You should be up next. I agree. I think uh, Private Party has the potential, but they'll get there. Let's not rush that. Let's make that one a slow burn because uh, they're also up there. And I think, and they're already kind of teasing a rivalry between the two of them. So, you know, they can work with that and they can come back down to it. You know, they can come back to it down the line. I think it's. Uh, you know, you got the makings of a great uh, rivalry there. So I think that's perfect. Um, well, I before and I, I have a feeling about where you're going to go to. And I need to just tell you all something. OK, <laughs> my the evolution of tag team wrestling for me has just gone on forever. I'm a giant fan. Grew up with Heart Foundation, Killer Bees, um, everybody. And the British Bulldogs were one of my favorite teams then you bring yourself into the Rockers. I was a huge fan of oh, them, yeah. the Hardy Boys. Yep. I like good tandem-style teams. So, naturally, I gravitated towards the Young Bucks. Um, at first, loved them. Now, it is not necessarily spot fest. I think they're very athletic, and I think they can go. Sure. Um, I, I, For the life of me, really don't know if Matt Jackson actually has a real back injury over the last couple of years, or if he's just <laughs> selling really, really well. Right. Um, but... When the Rock and Roll Express came in and did the their spot, <laughs> I saw a glimpse of where the Young Bucks are actually just going to be in probably 15 years. Yep. Doing the same thing. They're going to try to do the Meltzer driver, much like how uh, Morton tried to do the Canadian Destroyer, and the only reason he made it over was Matt Jackson swinging his body. <laughs> he gave him a little push. It was a cool thing. Crowd popped. It was awesome. I was, uh, I was, you know, amused. It, it did. I'm not gonna say I was a fan. I was amused. It did the job. Also, don't forget that they had to pull the ropes open about an extra ten feet for him to do the tope suicida. 
Oh, that's another move. I, I, I actually thought I hated the super kick. I actually really hate that. I, I hate the Torpe suicide. I, everybody does it. Yeah. I, I mean, everybody does it. I feel like once a real big guy does it, someone like Luke Harper, then every guy who was bu- under him is like, well, now I have to do it. I mean, everybody does it. I'm not a fan of that move. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's on set. to the next match. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, real quick, uh, before we get on to the next match, I forgot to ma- mention that the times for these matches that I got uh, actually came from Jason Powell at ProWrestling.net. So I just want to give props there. Uh, that's where I awesome. got the times for these matches. So, match number two, Pac versus Adam Hangman Page. Two of the best wrestlers in AEW, hands down. Pac is a monster. Uh, he is, I think he is one of those people that is like a heel from the 70s or 80s. If they would push your grandmother down in the arena during a show, they would do it in public as well. That's what I think of Pac. I think he's one of those guys that just doesn't break character. Not saying that's the kind of guy he is. I'm just saying he's he's amazing. I love that it's Pac, Pac. No one really knows. <laughs> exactly. Whatever I said, I'll probably say it different the next time, so disregard. You know who I'm talking about. You know, I, I'm a huge fan of Pac, Pac Pac. Um, he obviously, as most people know, was Neville um, in the WWE, but even prior to that, he's, you know, been all over the world. Hangman Page, I got to know a little bit uh, watching Ring of Honor, and a lot of people were disappointed with um, was it all out this year when it was Jericho versus Page? Everybody yep. felt it should have been a fresh, brand new champion if you want to start a brand new promotion. No, they went with the right guy. Yep. I'm not against Page. I just don't think he was established enough to carry as a champion um, heading into TNT. You know, on primetime television, there was no chance that uh, he was going to be able to carry it the way Jericho does. But over these last several matches with Pack, became a huge fan uh, of Hangman Page. Oh, I agree. I Yeah, and I wasn't familiar with him until the Bullet Club. And um, I agree with you that they should have went with Jericho. Uh, him working with Jericho, Page working with Jericho uh, was the right way to go because it does give him exposure. It does show you what he's capable of. It makes you care about him. And I think it just kind of put him in a weird place um, so he can kind of grow as a character and you can get a, progress, a progression for him. And again, sympathy. That's what you want. He is that character. He is the guy that you're going to be like, damn, he just... You can't just pull it off. He keeps falling. He's almost like a Daniel Bryan. Not quite, not quite, but it, it's a similar thing. It's like you, you, you can't hate this guy. You want to see. He's him Barry Windham to me. He's Barry Windham all, right. all the way. All right, there you go. Um, and it's great because several weeks back he tagged with uh, Dustin, which is crazy because Barry Windham and Dustin were tag team champions in WCW when Dustin Rose was really, I mean, he was the natural. He was just getting started. This is long before Goldust days. Oh, yeah. So Paige reminds me a lot of Wyndham. Um, just that old, you know, like he says, we're going to do some cowboy shit. Yeah. He's, he's that old school ass kicker. Uh, I'm excited to see where they go with him, especially if they ever do create a mid-card title. Um, I'd see him maybe taking that in, in the first uh Maybe going to the finals on that, maybe. Who knows? That would make sense because you, you definitely would get a lot more exposure to him. And, again, I think I don't think it would take long for people to start you know, backing him and, and him getting a push. So I, I think they're heading in the right direction with him. Now, on the flip side, uh, this match, uh, Hangman won uh, with the Buckshot Lariat. 
uh, match was 18 minutes, 30 seconds. I wouldn't have minded the length so much if I haven't seen this match for like the third time. And they did it again on Dynamite this week. Uh, yep. they, they work great together, uh, but we're heading towards 50-50 booking here. And, and that's something that I don't want to see in AEW. Well, actually, and now I had that thought. I was like, I'm pretty sure that they're two for two against each other. I'm, I, it's something like that. I've actually heard whatever the I've, case is. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard different stats. At first, I heard it, you know it was actually one one and one. Well, because one happened in England. Right. Okay, that's what yeah. it was then. Okay, you're right. Well, yep. Where I think they're going to go with this is maybe one more blow-off match at the next pay-per-view. And you're probably like, oh, why would you want to do that? Let's do some real cowboy shit. I think they're going to have a Texas bull rope match. Well, there you go. Uh, it, would be, uh, it would be interesting to see how Pac would handle that. I think I would love for, for him to be the world champion right now. But the problem is I don't want a heel to dethrone the heel. No. I need... I need a baby face to win it when someone's either not expecting or someone who's very deserving. But I really think that Pac should be in the running for the next world champion in the next year. At some point, he should have that title. Sure, I could see that. Uh, and I If think- Jericho doesn't drop it within that year. If he goes on for a full year with it and keeps antagonizing people, I'm not upset with that either. Yeah. And Pac really doesn't have any allegiance. He's not the type to join a, a stable. So uh, I could see him just coming in and just being like, fuck you guys, taking over. Yeah. So it, it would be great. I mean, again, again, these two work really well together. Um, another thing that's bothered me is it's like the third time we've seen the low blow spot. And again, I think they did it on Dynamite again. So that low blow spot, you know, I'm all for callbacks. But when you do it every match, it's not a callback. You know what I mean? True. It's, it's, I mean, that's it, just me. That's just my two cents on that. Um, I wish they was a bastard. He, he is the bastard. Uh, I, I actually I, love hearing Jim Ross say it. He's <laughs> a bastard. <laughs> hearing Jim Ross say a lot of things is just the highlight of some of these matches. So, uh, I don't like seeing the buckshot Larry getting kicked out of. Now, again, it's Pac, so you know, I give it a pass. I want the buckshot Larry to be like the razor's edge when it gets hit, yeah. that's it. Protected, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, protected finisher. But I'm that way about every finisher. I, I, I mean, I, any yeah. time Hogan hit you with a very simple leg drop, you didn't right. kick out. Right. Not many did. No. Um, you know, same with the tombstone from Undertaker. You didn't yep. kick out. It wasn't until years later that it was because every match had to have 42 kickouts. Right. Well, I'm okay with if you kick out of a million moves. However, when it's your finisher. There's a reason that word is is used. Finish. End. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, now WrestleMania 25, uh, Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, that one gets a pass to me because I don't mind the multiple kickouts on that one. That was... I'll never... I will never, ever be upset about that match. <laughs> exactly. I was there. There. Oh, well, there you go. Even better. So, um, I know that we also had a... What, all right, what else took place? And let's run through at least some of the quick up, uh, quick matches that were in the mid-card here so we could talk about the main events because that's what we're, I'm really excited to talk yeah, about. Yeah, th- there's a few. We'll blow through these real quick. Sean Spears uh, with Tully Blanchard uh, against Joey Janela. It was 11 minutes and 45 minutes. It could have been five minutes, and we could have been on our merry way. Uh, Spears is a good mid- mid-tier heel. Uh, I'd like to see Blanchard jump on the mic a little bit more personally. Uh, Janela, I don't care. 
I just don't care. Uh, I, I get that he belongs. He belongs with uh, Jurassic Park or whatever that that crew is. I, I he's just a comedy act to me. Uh, no, I like Jurassic Express, but we can talk about that another time. Uh, it's cool that they're kind of getting Janela away from the deathmatch style that he always does and trying to actually have him be a, just a legitimate in-ring worker. Uh, I don't know if that's actually going anywhere. Uh, ultimately, they keep saying it on yeah, the on well, the mic. They yeah. keep saying, "Well, he he's and trying to not be known as just the hardcore guy, but all he does is the same stuff over and over. So he's not really, you know, doing a whole lot of chain wrestling right now either. No, he's not, and he's not improving. It doesn't seem. Now it's been a short time, so it's hard to say he's not improving. But ultimately, he's not improving. And ultimately, this match hard to care about either guy. Hard to care about the match. Eleven minutes forty five seconds could have been five. Wouldn't have hurt anybody. We could have been on our way. And on our way to the next match, <coughs> excuse me, triple threat, triple threat match for the AEW Tag Team Championship. It was uh, SCU, SCU, Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian uh, against Private Party and Lucha Brothers. Now, as you might imagine, it was a spot fest. Uh, and that's what you would expect from a match like this, and that's what we got. Uh, there was one point where I think every member of the match dove over the top rope. It was yep. it, it was cool, uh, and it was what it was. Um, ultimately, SCU won. Um, Do you know why Private Party and the Lucha Brothers were in this match? Because they have no one else. Yeah, exactly. They don't have a very deep bench when it comes to their tag team division. They're saying they're going to bring you the best tag team wrestling. I think the best friends, that sucks. I think, uh, was it Private, or not Private, or Dark Order? Uh, I could do without. Dark now, Order if you can go take, away. <laughs> Yeah, but now if you want to put Janela in a tag team with someone, you know, and build a team, I'm fine with that. But I did not want to see all the same three teams, same moves, um, I'm I'm a huge fan of, of Pentagon and Phoenix, but it, I it's too much uh, of the same stuff over and over. Yep, yep, I, and that and that's where we're at pretty much because you're right. What is the other team? It's the Dark Order, and nobody gives a shit about the Dark Order, myself included. So I mean, again, you know, it was it was a 13 minute match, and I think that was a good time. You know, you got all the spots, and again, you probably could have trimmed it down to 10 minutes, but it was what it was at the end. Uh, the lights went out while uh, Penta was in the middle of the ring. Lights came back on. There were two Pentas. Imagine that. Uh, one attacked the other. Ended up being the Fallen Angel. Uh, CD, Christopher, da- Christopher Daniels. Um, so, you know, that was cool. It was kind of a little bit of retribution for when they got jumped uh, on Dynamite a couple weeks ago. Two, three weeks ago uh, during the tag team tournament. I, so. I liked it, but at the same point it was kind of weird that... So was he just waiting in the back the entire time on the off chance that Lucha Brothers attacked them after the match? It was just kind of, I mean, I yeah. like the idea. I think it would have been just better if the lights went out and Daniels came back. But I don't think that he needed to come dressed as Pentagon. No. I mean, really, imagine, I mean, I know I, you're trying to get away from the same hokey shit that WWE does. Yeah. So, all right, guys, here's the deal. I'm back. My neck is okay. Here's what I'm thinking. I am going to dress 100% the same as Pentagon. I don't have his tattoos, but don't worry. This is okay. I'm only going to stay like this, though, until you come all the way back through the curtain with the tag team titles. Should they jump you after the match, that is the only time I'm going to jump in there. (laughs) By the way, your triple threat tag team match is no disqualification. I could have came in at any point and did that exact same thing. There you go. It was just stupid. Yeah, I, I... Yeah. Again, it, it was a spot fest. Hey, I know these guys. I like these guys. Let me watch them wrestle. Cool. This went nowhere. Okay, fine. Uh, this might be the shortest segment 
right here. Riho versus Emi Sakura for the AEW Women's Championship. 13 minutes, 20 seconds. Again, five minutes. Really all it needed to be. It was 13 minutes too long. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, Again, they shouldn't have a women's division. They should just have some key women's wrestlers doing matches against local jobbers every week. Uh, The championship should be something they should have brought in a year from now, if not longer. Uh, And I just want to make something very clear here. It is not because I don't like women's wrestling. This is the highest moment of women's wrestling ever. Uh, There are so many excellent competitors out there. Unfortunately, none of them are in AEW right now. That's just the truth. Britt Baker looks great. She seems to be getting better. Uh, B. Priestley, I like. You know, I like her look. I like her attitude. Uh, Don't know if she's quite yet, uh, quite there yet. Awesome Kong is just doing promos apparently and cutting people's hair off. And uh, yeah, there's that. Was it Jamie Hater? Yeah, I hate her. I hate her. Yeah. So yeah, yep. good choice with the name. So yeah, there's that match. Uh, Riho won, by the way. Sure. Just in case you were curious. Uh, I wasn't. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody was. But anyway, we gave it an honorable mention. The main event. Chris Jericho with Jake Hager in his corner against Cody with MJF for the AEW Championship. It was. 20... I thought it was going to go sixty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Well, here and here's the thing. Here I am going to go the opposite way that I've gone this entire podcast. Twenty minutes, twenty nine minutes, thirty five seconds. I would have been fine if it went forty. Uh, it was exactly what you expected. It was a classic face versus heel. Um, Cody's mom being at ringside, slapping Jericho upside the head, dropping f bombs on him. <laughs> oh, that's I his mom's awesome. It was it was absolutely fantastic. Again, you know, again, the video package before the match, just amazing. And let's talk about the dive over the top rope. Do you think it was a planned spot? Uh, or do I don't you know. think I've been asking the same question to myself? I'm like, I don't know if he was supposed to do that because Exactly. Or was it because of if the If he ramp? wasn't I don't know. Well, hang on, let's let's talk about this here because, you know, it, you know, we're going to bounce around for a second here, but Kenny Omega kind of did the same thing on the the hardwood of the, the mat at the end of the night, and he came away with, well, it was a black eye, what a they showed eye. on Dynamite. I'm not sure how real it, it is. It looked pretty fake, but I also can't tell if it was or not. But now, Cody, yeah, that, that was a hard gash. I don't know if he meant to do that on purpose because um, – it could have went so bad. What if he just slipped the wrong way and smashed his nose or all of his teeth? You know what I mean? Like, you can only control yourself so much when you're diving into a metal floor. So I don't think that he meant to be busted open the way he was. That was a pretty – I mean, they usually want to cut themselves in a better way. There's no way that that was a good way. No, I agree. I, I think – but my I guess what I'm more curious about is – I'm wondering if it was, it was because it was an elevated ramp. So instead of the ramp going to the actual floor, you know, typically like you would see in WWE or any other promotion, uh, it went flush with the apron, which is a, is another callback to the WCW days. Um, oh, I was a huge fan of it. Yeah, yeah, and and listen, I like it too. You got uh, there was a great Mankind match back in WCW with that, uh, where it started with a soup. I think it was a suplex. Uh, 
you know, which, you know, nowadays seems pretty tame, but uh, Mankind took a beating on that ramp. So I'm just yeah. wondering if he, like, I'm almost wondering if he meant to do a flip and he, you know, kind of changed his mind halfway or either way, it was pretty damn gruesome. Did uh, you see the video by any chance of who stitched him up? No. Cody's mom herself. You gotta be kidding. Is she like a nurse or something? I think so. I don't know. She or was the she... one pulling on the string and, and actually doing cutting and stuff as she was back there. I was watching it. I go, what? Dear Lord. <laughs> Good for Well, he gave her a huge hug as he was busted open, too, after all that stuff, too. Yes. So, I mean, it, hey, I'm glad she's involved, man. That She's, I mean, all in the family. I love it. No, it was great. But I... Jericho did come away with the win, but let's yeah. say why he came away with the win. Yeah. Uh, well, he and, and I do want to mention this. Uh, so he won because MJF threw in the towel. Now, the reason he threw in the towel was because Jericho had Cody in the Lion Tamer, and that Lion Tamer looked amazing. I was ready to throw in the towel. He had especially his, when he started kicking him in the back of the skull. He had his knee on Cody's head while he's got the Lion Tamer. And, and for those of you who may not know the difference, what a lion t- that the lion tamer is, or why it's not just a Boston crab, because it's not just a Boston crab. He's got his body perpendicular to the ring, but his head's still flat on the ring. So you're not just working the legs in the back. You've got his neck, like, ready to snap. So add Jericho's knee on top of that. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. And and the towel getting thrown in, again, that, that goes back to the territory days. That's a dusty special right there. Um, so to see that, uh, I, I can understand why it fell flat to people, but I think it worked, especially given what happened afterwards. I rather the, the towel throw in than MGF, MJF doing something in costing the match. Cause that's what I was anticipating the whole time I was waiting and waiting. I mean, yes, it was the same thing. He cost him the match, but I was anticipating him to jump in, do something the entire time. Um, but hey, you know what? All I got to ask out of this is when's Jake Hager going to actually have a match in AEW? Yeah. Well, I mean, as long as he continues not to talk, I'm fine with him wrestling anytime. Um, I, well, you also got to figure he just had an MMA fight recently. So I'm kind of curious. I met him. If he's have you? He's a prick. <laughs> well, I never cared for him anyway, so that doesn't really bother me any. One day we'll we'll have that conversation on here as to why I'm not really a, a Jake Hager, Jack Swagger fan. There you go. You can cut a promo on him. Oh, I just might. <laughs> now let's talk about the main event. The biggest thing that blew up the internet this week, well, next to uh, a return, but we'll get to that in one moment. Yeah. We had John Moxley taking on Kenny Omega in an unsanctioned lights out match. Which means when they turn the lights off and you turn them back on, the show's still going. We just had to flick the lights for a second. But they but actually we're not did it. in charge of this anymore. Uh, it's but, weird. Uh, yeah. But they actually did it, so you got to give them that I know. at least. No, they committed to what they were saying. It's a real lights out. <laughs> it was 38 minutes long. and Perfect time. They called it a lights out match. They could have called it a death match. They could have called it a hardcore match. I don't know. Either way, they lived up to their billing. Uh, they didn't mess around. John Moxley, apparently uh, AEW's pay-per-views, uh, they can drop F-bombs and it's okay. I am I have no problem with that. Uh, I it, love it. It's just weird to see. Uh, but as long as John Moxley's doing it, 
keep it coming. I'm fine because it's that. real. I He's am, real. That's how he talks. Exactly. Even exactly. This past weekend was Starcast, um, and that went on right there in Maryland as well. And he did an interview with uh, Jr. And in there, he said he's like because he got in trouble uh, somewhat, uh, or not not somewhat recently. Back at one point when he won the U.S. Championship, he mm-hmm. actually got yelled at by Vince McMahon, and or maybe not. I'm sorry, not Vince McMahon. He said he he didn't want to name who the person was that uh, reprimanded him. So it could be Trips, could be Vince, who knows? But someone got mad at him for dropping an F-bomb on TV, and he's like, I didn't say it. And then he watches it, and he's like, no, I, I guess I did. He's like, I don't know, man. I just swear all the time. And there you go. it makes it real, especially in a fight like that. You're not like, I'm going to kick your butt. Yeah. Um, It was awesome. I mean, he he probably one of the best hardcore matches. Uh, we'll just call it that, a hardcore match. I mean, unsanctioned, yeah, lights sure. out, yada, 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 no DQ. Uh, it was the best hardcore match I think that we have seen in a very long time. Um, I mean, I, I could say that, you know, Triple H and and Shawn Michaels had some good wars, um, and so did Triple H and, and The Rocks. I mean, there was a lot of great bloody battles, uh, but this one was top of my list. I've already watched it twice now. Wow. Yeah, I mean, uh, the barbed wire, I mean, you know, I don't care, you know, if you're one of these people that says, Oh, they do it in a certain way or it doesn't hurt as much. Yeah, I don't care. That shit looks like it hurts and I don't want it to happen to me. All right. Uh, I've seen pictures of Moxley's back and Omega's back afterwards. Uh, those scars are going to be there for a while. Uh, uh, the, life, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The mattress made of barbed wire was insane. Uh, but I'm going to tell you that the spot that made me cringe the most was... Omega's Phoenix Splash at the end of the match. It looked like he just face-planted into the wood, and that looked nasty. And then he got hit with the paradigm shift, and that was that. And Moxley was just like, was that four or five? Oh, I don't fucking know. It was It was just... <laughs> How many times did you think the match was over? I thought it was over with the barbed wire bed. Then I thought it was over after the light spot fest thing or that, or he or not spot fest, the spot where they went through the lighting. Um, yep. I mean, it just kept going and going. I was like, I don't even know when this is going to end. So when it did end, it did actually catch me. I know where I was like, ah, he's probably going to kick out of this one. Oh, he can't. Oh, cool. He didn't. All right, cool. Yeah. I feel, um, I feel like NXT is awesome. Similar to that with, where the, with the wood in the corner, I think Champa it, no, Champa and, uh, and Gargano. Gargano. Yeah, exactly. Same thing. Man, we won't even get into that. We'll be here for another two hours. Uh, but yeah, I think once they pulled the, you know, they exposed the wood under the ring, and uh, again, that Phoenix splash when he missed that, wow, that was yep. just oof. still sending overall, overall, full gear, great show. Um, I, I was, uh, I, not, well, I'm gonna pull back on that word, great. It's a pretty Thank good you. show. I was gonna say, um, good I, show. I won't go with great. Um, great main event. Um, Actually, both main events, actually. One was very both very storytelling, which I'm a huge fan of. You can't just have a match for no reason. Absolutely. Coming out of it, it looks like Darby Allen's the next one to take a swing at John Moxley, which I love. Huge Darby Allen fan. Wish we saw more of him, but it looks like we may finally get to now. Yep. Um, before we wrap things up, the biggest news coming out of this week besides that unsanctioned match, Mr. Phil Brooks, CM Punk is back in the WWE backstage. Who's that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I'm who? Sorry. I be, yeah. Who? I, I do love that 
they killed every chance of what could have been an amazing pop in any arena, yep. any town, in front of 50 people, 100 people, 100,000. I don't care. How did you do this on a show that is in a studio? And the only people who got to pop was Renee Young and the rest of them. I mean, that was like Samoa Joe and Adam Cole, which I, I already said to you earlier in this week, and I'll, I'll say my prediction right now. You want to put Punk back into any match at WrestleMania? People are saying, oh, let's have him maybe fight Triple H or uh, AJ Styles. or Yeah. I say you want him to go with anybody. Either he goes with Samoa Joe take my money. or AJ Styles or Daniel Bryan. Take my money. I don't think uh, – take your money. <laughs> I don't think Seth Rollins. Ugh. Because I'm sick of Seth Rollins, number one. Number two – but he's going to burn it down. Oh, man. He does burn down every minute of television <laughs> that they give him. Um, I don't want to see him necessarily back in the ring after all said and done. To be honest with you, I was on his side after all of it. And I was like, all right, well, if you're going to stay away, stay away. Don't come back. And, you know, because then you really did give the, the real fuck you to them. And you're the only one that was willing to do it. Yeah. I- Shawn Michaels. Um, or let me let me say this. Ric yeah. Flair retired. They gave him a beautiful send off. He goes to TNA, wrestles about <laughs> a year or two later. Yeah. Shawn Michaels had a retirement and they did a beautiful send off. And it stayed all the way up until last year when he went to whatever Saudi Arabian Crown event that jewel, was. Crown Jewel. And, and he came out of retirement for absolutely no reason. It was between Undertaker and Kane yeah. versus uh Triple H and uh, Shawn Michaels. Between that and Undertaker and Goldberg, I'm not sure what was the worst thing in the last couple of years of these old timers. But um, you know, that being said, <sighs> Punk could have stayed away, or it could have went to AEW. He could have just really rocked a boat in any way. I don't even care if he just showed up for one more match or whatever. But backstage, thanks for throwing it away, WWE. Yeah, thanks. Well, I mean, I think you got it. I mean, let, let's look at the the actual. Yeah, the deal's with Fox. So I think that's the only well, reason. Well, sure, they him. wanted him. I think that's the only reason, right? Because Fox goes to CM Punk and says, listen, you're not going to be on a contractor. I'm, I'm doing air quotes. You can't see it. Uh, contractor's contract, right? You're not signed with WWE. You're signed with Fox. Here's your money. Do what you got to do. So I think that was, I think that's the the big thing, right? Because he can just walk away. All he has to do is fulfill a contract that probably just says, show up on this show this many times or until this year. So he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to fight. He doesn't have to wrestle. And I believe he is still in the drug testing pool for UFC. Which means, so, so he, exactly. So he can go back and he can do that. Helps, uh, yeah, UFC, it helps. WWE and Fox. So there you go. Now, I, I personally don't think he's coming back to an in-ring you know, thing. I, and if he did, it, it's going to be Triple H. You know that's what it's going to be. Why He would, won't want it. He didn't want Triple H. They well, offered Triple H to him at WrestleMania, and that's why he walked out to begin with. But that, but he that, never wanted him. But that was he di- said. He said, I don't need to fight Triple H. Triple H needs to fight me. Exactly. He wanted anybody but Triple H. He'd already did it at Night of Champions in Buffalo. 
Oh, and do I have a conversation or a great story for you guys about that. Night of Champions Buffalo 2011 main event, CM Punk versus Triple H. Oh, I have a story for you guys. I think one day if we hit 1,000 likes, I will tell the story. Oh, there you go. The story. It's a great story. Tremendous story. But um, he shouldn't have to fight Triple H. And if that actually is what happens, that just goes to show, you know what? It just follows along a great Rusev, Bobby Lashley, Lana storyline. All right. Well, we're not going to talk about that. That's going to be a promo for another time. <laughs> I, 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 well, yeah. well, I was actually just going to say, you know what? Actually, uh, that being said, we're actually out of time. Might as well wrap things up, see how uh, how things go after this first episode. What do you guys think? What did you, uh, what did you like? What didn't you like? You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, soon to be YouTube. Uh I had a great time here today, and we have a lot of great topics that are going to be coming up soon. ODM, anything you want to uh, say before we run out of here today? Nope. Uh, it's the Top of Wrestling Podcast. Like uh, like the professor said, you can get us on Facebook, get us on Twitter, and get us on Instagram. And we're going to try to do this once a week. And, uh, you know, hit us up on social media. Let us know what you want to talk about. Uh, we already got a long list of things we want to go over, but we're always willing to take suggestions. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, with it being the top, of wrestling podcasts, we're going to be going over the top matches, top tag teams, top feuds, top venues, top promotions, top everything. So make sure to check back in for sure. Uh, I am the Professor Rex Youngblood, and with me as always, ODM. Oh, yeah. We only have two words for you. Gotta go. See, okay, green, maybe. The flow was always there. The flow was there, but god damn, way, way less giggles. Oh my god, it's because back then we were bringing you the news. It was just the news, sirs. That's it. That's what we wanted to do is just be your news provider and give you the honest take about wrestling. And then we were, again, the, the show took its own turn as it has several times, as you heard through the sounds today. Who knows? Maybe it'll take another turn soon. You know what I mean? Once the Monday Night Wars are over, who knows what our next uh, big project will be. But we're glad that you guys are always with us, along for the ride, enjoying it each week. Next week, we are back, and it's 2024, baby. And it's going to be recorded just before Wrestle Kingdom. So we're going to give you a little bit of a rundown on those matches and the couple that have been added recently. Hopefully something decent came of World's End. I'm going to say likely not. But until next week, I am the professor. I bid you a farewell. And since he's not here this week, someone's got to do it. And I'm going to leave you guys with five words. What a ride so far. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are the Professor Mark Fantasia and ODM, the Doc Joe Rizzo. Feel free to reach out to the show by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com on their Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. You can listen to the show on most popular platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, 
Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube. Without your continued support, it would be just some guys talking wrestling, which is pretty much what it is anyway. Good night, folks!